Thank you for joining Holy Spirit Living, the podcast that encourages and equips believers to live each moment intentionally to bring glory to God and build His kingdom. We're going to be talking about religion and marriage and specifically just Holy Spirit take us wherever you want, but I know that there's a lot of conflict sometimes with people being in a marriage where their spouse is a non-believer, they're yeah. a believer. It hurts to be sometimes unequally yoked and to try to be walking in the things of God when the other person is either, especially in a situation where they're atheist or agnostic. Regardless, what do you guys have for that? Any any kind of advice? <laughs> so on the topic of uh, being in a situation where you're unequally yoked, even one that would say they believe, but you know their actions speak louder than the words. It goes back to love where they are. Right. You know, be the servant that God has called you to be. Stop trying to pull the speck out of their eye when you, you got a log. Okay. So you right. you need to love them where they're at, wherever that is. Love them where they're at. I love that. Yeah, I think that sometimes we get in a place where we feel like we have to drag them into the church. You get maybe another couple that's in Christ, and let's go on a double date. Let's go to dinner with some friends that are Christians or whatever. And they don't even have to know these are Christian friends. (laughs) But you're just saying, hey, Kendra and Josh want to go to dinner tonight. Would you like to join? Or whatever. And just meeting them outside of the walls of the church. I think that's a great thing. And I, mm-hmm. I think we we see that a lot. We see it in our church that that happens, those opportunities for some people. And it is a good way to witness. One of the marriage casts that we listen to, they actually talk about a couple that is currently in their church, but it used to be where the wife was going to the church and the husband was staying home to watch sports, probably football, because that happens on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And there was one Sunday that she was at church and you know, Holy Spirit just spoke to her and she went home, cracked a beer and sat down and said, what's the score? And <laughs> that's when his heart changed. Mm. So meeting oh, wow. him where Damn. where he was at, you know, that showed love of Christ to him. Now, obviously cracking a beer might not be for everybody, but, right. <laughs> you know, right. it, you know, you got to twist it kind of how it works for you too. So. Right. right yeah. yeah. And I think that's a good idea and that's a good point. But a lot of times I think... We come across, like if we're coming to church and the other partner is not, we come across as super spiritual or like we're looking down on that person or I don't think that's the heart of any believer by any means, but for whatever reason we do. And I think it's a tool that the enemy uses to try to snare that person. Obviously, if we're not in Christ, even when we are in Christ, the enemy's trying to whisper things to us, these lies to lead us astray. But if we're not in Christ and we don't realize that, we might fall for those lies a little bit easier. So now... I might be walking in the things of the Spirit. I'm trying to live in alignment with God, but mm-hmm. to this person, it looks like I think I'm better. Right. Yeah, And uh, that's a hard line because we're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. Yeah, And then at the same time, I think that what you just said about this wife coming in and sitting down and cracking open a beer probably opened his eyes because he's like, wow, she doesn't think she's holier than thou right now. You know, it was like, you're getting on my level. That doesn't mean 
I'm going to go out and party with you at the bar right, exactly. or whatever. Right, right. But I'll watch a game with you. Yeah. You know, I'll you know, I'll sit down and uh, watch the game with you, and we're going to just have this connection this way. Absolutely. People can see Christ in us through actions beyond just preaching us. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. we need to remember that. Joe talked about this before. St. Francis of Assisi says, share the gospel and when necessary, use Jesus. words. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even have to say anything. That's, very, right. that's so true. And yeah. find out what the spouse is into. I'm like, you're married. And that makes sense. You know, when necessary, use words in meeting them where they're at. If your husband is in the fishing Guess what? You go fishing with them. Right. You know, that shows love and it shows interest in the, their lives and what they're interested in. And if you're showing love, it's going to speak tremendously loud to them. But like, oh, OK, so they're they're willing to do this and maybe I can go. Maybe I can DVR the game, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Jesus says that he calls us to be fisher of men. Yeah. And as you were talking, Holy Spirit just spoke to me about that. And he said, when you're trying to catch fish, you have to use different bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, it you is. know, so uh, he's so wise. Um, but I think that's a whole sermon right yeah, there. Right. You have to use different bait. Yeah, you might want to write, yeah, write that down. <laughs> but yeah, so you might have to use different bait to catch uh, a fish and that fish might be in your own household. It could be in your yep. own family. And so you can't, when you go into that, yeah, you're in the world. You're not of the world. But at the same time, you have to realize if you're not with somebody that's a believer, you're not with somebody that's a believer. Yeah. Right. So you have to know how to navigate that as mm-hmm. an evangelist. Yep. And it's not putting on a mask. But it's being able to meet people like Paul did where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yes. And being able to talk to them in a way that we don't come across as holier than thou. Yep. Now, when I'm talking to my husband, we can talk about things that are spiritual. He's not going to feel like I'm trying to be holier than thou or super no. spiritual because we're both equally yoked. Same with you guys. Mm-hmm. But if we're in a relationship with somebody that's not like that, we do have to uh, be aware of how we're being received my bait for this person might be i can't talk about maybe deliverance ministry right. yeah, around yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. i can't yeah. come in and be like i cast out the spirit of whatever yeah, in this yeah, house yeah. you know <laughs> with this person there because they were like what is going on yeah. with this lady so yeah you just have to know where you're at what you can talk about around that person and how they're going to receive it and at the same time using that bait to catch them but I think we have to be careful, too, because I've known a few people who have tried almost like, as we were talking about the parenting before, right. being the friend um, and yeah, wanting yeah, to be yeah. cool. You can also be that way with the spouse and going back into the things of the right. world if yeah, you're not yes. careful. There's absolutely. still going to be a line there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have no, to have the line. You definitely have to be spiritually mature and it, and if you don't feel that you're comfortable with that, then come to the congregation go, you know, right. you know, hey... I can't do this. Can you please, you know? Yeah. And some people can sit down and drink a beer. There's no problem with that. Some people that have been an alcoholic in the past can't do that. Right. And so knowing your limits, but then also knowing I could have a beer, but then if he wants to go out and party all night and do drugs, I'm not going to go there. Or I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You You have to. Yeah. That's that's, exactly it. That's definitely a different, a whole different ball game on that one. Exactly. uh, 
it might be a situation where you need to pull away. A lot of times, uh, as spouses, we're almost like a kid in a candy store. It's like, oh, you know, this this happened today, this happened today, and they're like, they don't believe, so they think you're nuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also important to have married couples as advocates as well. Yes. Um, people that you can confide in. Unfortunately, if you're in a marriage where you're unequally yoked, that might just be you confiding in a Christian couple. Yeah. But people that you can safely talk to in confidence and yes. and then know that you can trust them too. That's good advice. Here's the thing is that we have to be mindful about who we're entering into yes. covenant with right. Absolutely. to yes. begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times women will, or men, I know from a woman's heart, <laughs> will think, oh, I can change him. Yeah. And you never want to go into <laughs> no, it with that mindset. Because to be honest, God can change him. Right. And he will, but it may not happen the way you want it yeah. or even in your time. And you might suffer through it and end yeah. up with like an Ishmael, so yeah. to speak, situation. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's, it's not your responsibility to change your husband or your wife. It's your responsibility to love your husband and wife. And then thus you change because you love your significant other. If you're going in a relationship of we'll get married, it'll be better. We'll have kids. It'll be better. It ain't getting better. Uh-uh. It's not, you know. Um, if you're having doubts in your mind like that before even getting married, you need to take a step back and you need to go ask your parents. You need to ask your friends, your your neighbors. But if you're having situations of like, I can change this person if they have a drug problem now, they have a drinking problem now, marriage will make it worse. It'll amplify things. Kids will make it worse. That's what happens. So you, you need to have people to be able to talk to and be able to vet the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with before you just jump into a situation and in six months down the line, you're getting a divorce. Yes, we are in in a broken world. Divorce happens. But you're not supposed to just jump into it. Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Exactly. We were talking about covenant relationships and how with the covenant, we're entering in at a much deeper level. Yeah. We teach about how the covenant marriage is consummated, so to speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so how God created all of that mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. he provided the blood for right. that right. covenant yep. to mm-hmm. be entered yep. in and yep. the children come through that and all of yep. that. Yep. It's so powerful to see that symbolism in mm-hmm. marriage. And yet, so many times people just be with multiple partners, like you said, oh, no. or, yeah, or they end up in a situation where, and they don't even realize how they're connected, right? you know, to all these people then spiritually because of that. And it's important to get rid of all that stuff too. We're definitely in a society that, we have people playing house out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's such a risk to that. Not not just a spiritual risk, but a uh, a mental risk, a financial risk. Uh, you're not just playing with people's emotions, but children come out of that. So right. you're playing with your children's emotions, okay? Right. There's too many people out here saying they're adults. They're a man now, and they're just kids. And Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very important. When you have... 
marriage that yeah. is equally yoked and, and believing in the same direction, yeah. you can see that the household is a lot more solid foundation oh, yeah. compared to where you have one that's a believer and the other mm-hmm. one that's not. Then, then yeah. the house is the household's more disarray, I think, that because you're not seeing equally, right? I right. Mean, another question that I was thinking is what about the ones that the wife is a Baptist and uh, the husband's... Uh, Pentecostal, you know, and and so they're they're going to two different worship services instead of going to the together, you know. Uh, but I mean, they're still Christians, yeah. But um, but how do you think that works out? Great question. <laughs> um, we're all equal in the body of Christ. Come on, yes, we're all different. You know, I get that God has made us unique, but you know, with us being non-denominational, yeah. I started thinking about that after you started answering and. And, you know, we have Methodist people in there. Right, we have yeah. Baptist people. We have Catholics in mm-hmm. there. So, And um, and we're worshiping together. And I think it would be weird to go to one church, and I know somebody that did this. One went to one church, the other went to the other. Yeah. But yet they probably still could come back into the household and be um, kind of like our church. I mean, yeah. Um, still, still be able to get along and know what the ultimate end result is supposed to be. I guess in a, in a scenario like that, like uh, as long as they're equally yoked and go to separate churches if that works for them and it's not harming their relationship any and they're both learning about worshiping god they're they're still growing in god i don't see where that's bad i think i would like actually encourage <clears throat> each spouse to try oh that's a good other idea. just because <clears throat> i know the emphasis we put on family worship Oh, yeah, Having I, the oh, family man. together as a whole, I yeah. think, is a it, it's a big deal to God. And if they have kids, how do you, how does that <laughs> right. work? I was like, where's the kids go? And like, oh, oh, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. The, kid, the family's got to go to one church. I disagree. <laughs> um, so I mean, <laughs> even if that meant like, okay, you both stop going to your separate churches and you find one that you guys can agree upon together. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that, that would be, be a viable idea. option. But at the very least, at the bare minimum, the kids need to see you guys reading the Bible together, doing devotionals, worshiping yes. in the home together. That's why I, I think. love her. <laughs> yeah. better answers than me. <laughs> I, think, I think that, yeah, like I said, family worship is going to be an important aspect that you have to consider when you're a family, but yet have the different denominations that you guys were yeah. raised in or just came to believe in. Sorry. Right. right. You're right in the fact that you can sit down and read the Bible together. We both yeah. have the same belief mm-hmm. system. Yeah. So we can be united on that, even mm-hmm. though your interpretation might be a little bit different than mine. Yeah. But we can stand united on this. We can come together. Yeah. To be able to have an open conversation about that yeah. in front of the children, that will also spur, you know, family conversation 100%, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was way too little to remember this, but my mom actually was Baptist and my dad was Pentecostal. So it was funny. Is that where that came from? No. No, he he had no idea. Yeah, but they both went to different churches. Gotcha. So I always went with my mom. Now, I have very few memories, but I remember this. (laughs) I always went to my with my mom to church, so it was Baptist and it was kinda I mean not to be mean, but it was kinda boring, you know. (laughs) It was just like I went, I went to class, you know, I knew how things went. Never went to my dad's church, but one night they were having a revival and he had my mom 
come and bring me. (laughs) And I fell asleep. I was probably about Amaris's age. So my mom laid me down on the pew to sleep and somebody caught the Holy Ghost and started running (laughs) the the pews and he flipped the pew that I was in and I went flying in the air. I woke up like just this people running all over pews and screaming and shouting. I was terrified and I went to my mom and she said, don't worry, I'll never bring you back here. (laughs) You know, because I just, to me, it was like I wasn't used to that. Now, had I already been going to that church, it probably would have been a different story. But these were strangers to me. Right. I didn't know who they were, and they caught the Holy Ghost, and I had no idea what was going down. Um, But my sister, my older siblings, went with my dad to church. Oh, really? And my sister had this whole different upbringing, so... Growing up in the same house, she was more spirit-filled, and I was not, and I thought she was weird. Right. And so, you know, we had that, but she was a lot older than me, yeah. too. But, but yeah, so she had different beliefs, and I never knew where those came from. I never gotcha. thought about how it came from being in church with my dad. And I think once I became spirit-filled yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying anything about baptist not being spirit-filled but you know what i mean yeah when my interpretation started right. to change and i seen the bible come to life i think my sister was extremely happy about that that's good that's awesome yeah <laughs> and we could relate and be more equally yoked so yeah i think it's good to say there are those differences, but it is important to worship together. Like even yeah. for siblings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we absolutely. were divided as siblings on yeah. our beliefs. Even yeah, yeah. yeah. And God and don't the want the enemy ho- will always try to use that. Yeah. To divide the house. So. Absolutely. That's what. Yeah. God. God don't want the, the house to be divided. You know, not like that. We just want to give a thank you to Josh and Kendra for being here and sharing their wisdom with us. If you're in the area, look Josh up. He has a Facebook page. It is finished woodworking. And remodeling, yes. And remodeling. If you need any woodworking done, you want to. Any remodeling or any woodworking. Reach uh, out. Yeah, definitely reach out to us. We'd love to come, you know, bring your guys' visions to life and uh, talk to you about God, too. Yeah, why not promote Christian business? Yes, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you for having us, and I love being here. Bye, guys. Thank you. We hope that you've been encouraged, and we hope you've been equipped. We love you. God loves you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and like us on all of our social media pages at Holy Spirit Living. We encourage you to look for the gold in others today. Be blessed, but better yet, be a blessing.